Hey, Kiorana Church, and welcome to our brand new series, His Story, My Story. It's a play on words, this word, His Story, History, His Story, because it's really about ordinary people with extraordinary stories. And what's more importantly is that God wants you to be part of His story, because His story is my story. I love what Revelations chapter 12 verse 11 says. It says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. Your story is powerful. That's how, how you overcome the enemy, is by your story. Because his story is my story. So today, may you be blessed with Johnny's story. Uh, my name's Johnny. Um, I'm from Bataru live in Hamilton now. Uh, so I've been a Christian or walking in victory for I guess six years. Uh, before that I spent most of my life, my adult life, um, as an addict. Um, drugs and alcohol. Um, yeah, so where does my story begin there? Well, I guess I was born and raised on a, on a farm. Great upbringing. Um, and then I sort of got into my teenage, teenage life and um, discovered the world. And um, yeah, there was, you know, all this instant gratification, um, selfish thinking, I was making bad decisions and um, just dived into the party, sort of uh, the party life, um, marijuana, alcohol. Um, yeah, and I sort of just told myself, you know, you only live once, so get stuck in. Um, so uh, yeah, it wasn't a particularly, uh, a particularly a righteous life or, 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 you know. So I just pretty much just got into it. Um, hit my 20s and I just started getting into harder drugs. And uh, But I guess I was what they would call a, um, a functioning addict. So I always managed to maintain a job. Um, you know, I bought a house, I got married. And um, from the outside looking on, I probably looked like I was reasonably successful in life. Um, but of course... Uh, you know, my addiction was was causing harm to those around me as well as myself. And of course, there was no no God in my life at all. Um, I had been a Christian as a teenager, as like fourteen, fifteen, but I just sort of gave that away as I sort of left home and left school. Um, yeah, but I thought my life was great, and I was in my twenties, and I, I sort of bought a house. Um, I travelled overseas, lived in the UK and Australia. Um, I think I was about late 30s and, you know, I thought I had it all. I had a, had a business, um, a beautiful wife, a nice house in a nice suburb. Um, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought I was the man. And um, so there was no, no I gave God no glory. Um, and I think that's probably why things started to unravel in my life. Um, so I think about when I was 40, uh, my, life, my wife left me, um, my business started to struggle, um, yeah, and I, I sort of hit a rock bottom, um, and I started to realise that my addictions were actually causing me, my life to unravel, um, and yeah, it sort of, um, I got depressed, um, obviously my wife, she, she left, and um, yeah, I Luckily, I had a fabulous family that really helped me out, and um, they were there for me. And uh, there was plenty of opportunity for me to sort of like reevaluate my life. But unfortunately, um, I'm a slow learner, 
and um, I just wanted to do things my way, um, I guess. Being self-reliant was, for me, a strength. However, I think we all know as, as Christians we need to rely on God. Um, so I kind of eventually picked myself up and I actually remarried. Um, thought I was doing okay again. Um, probably hit about 49 and I realised my marriage started to fail again, my second marriage. Um, my relationships with my daughter was um, deteriorating. I could see she was 10 at the time and she was starting to see, see her dad for the alcoholic and addict that he was. Um, and so I realised things had to change and um, my family all gathered around me and um, gently and lovingly they sort of tried to uh, make me see what I was, where I was going wrong. And um, now, of course, I still didn't have faith in my life. I, um, I knew about God. I, I had had faith in my life. And, but I still was kind of determined to my, do it my own way. Um, and um, but when I realised I couldn't, and I, and I really did, I, I started to reach out and I started to pray. Um, and I did give up drinking and, and the drugs. And, um, but I was kind of white-knuckling it because I was trying to do it on my own strength. Um, and uh, I couldn't, couldn't kind of reach. I couldn't right connect with God or, or find a connection with Jesus or, or, or saving grace. And I think it was because I was trying to get myself right before I got to God. I was trying to fix my addiction and, and become clean and, and, and all that sort of thing. Um, so I, d I gave up drinking, and uh, I realised I couldn't do it on my own strength and I, um, God pointed me in the direction of a, a faith-based residential rehabilitation um, facility down in uh, the Kapiti Coast and I knew I had to do something more outside of myself to, 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 to find freedom and, and, and lose this addiction so, so I went there and um, with some loving guidance, I realised it wasn't about getting right to get to God. I had to get to God to get right. So um, I, with some counselling, um, great support, uh, and realising that my addiction was really just a symptom of, of being a slave and being feeling like I wasn't good enough for God and, 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 and a number of other things. So that realisation that I really had to just trust God, come to him as I was, broken, a sinful person, selfish, and then just lay it down at the cross, really. Um, and then through with God's strength, I was over, able to overcome my addictions. And so that was six years ago. Um, and I've been on the journey of living a victory ever since. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm an alcoholic, um, but that's, that doesn't define me. Um, I'm a sinner that's saved by God's grace, and I'm, I'm saved every day. So, you know, honestly, without Christ in my life, I'd, I'd slip back into addiction, I'm sure of it. So, um, and he's put people in my life to be able to, be able to reach out and, and, and find, find victory, you know? Like, my family would be wonderful. Uh, I've got good friends now, I'm, I mean, Honestly, having Christ in my life has really been been the saviour of, of 
for my health, my well-being. So yeah, um, honestly, um, life of addiction is just is just slavery, like the Israelites being being in in, in, in Israel in, in Egypt. You know, um, I thought alcohol was my friend, but it, it just enslaved me. It was um, not my friend at all. So yeah, here I am. I'm living in victory. Um, loving God and I just know without having Jesus as my saviour I'd, I'd be back in that, that life of um, selfishness hurting people, hurting others yeah so for anyone that um, finds themselves at the end of themselves you know, or finds themselves or realisation of addiction um, I know it's tough it's tough I mean you, you just want to live the life that gives you that instant gratification. I know, I get that, I really do. Uh, but it's not, it's not everlasting, you know. It's, you're, you're forever looking for something to, to fill that hole that's in your life. Um, so for me, you know, I, I found myself at the, at, the, at the pit of it all. Um, and I was blessed with people that I could reach out to. So if, if anyone finds themselves in a, in a situation where they just don't know where to turn, just reach out. Um, just find somebody that's willing to listen without, without judgment. Um, and just keep knocking on doors, keep looking and searching. And if you find yourself on that road of recovery and, and you, you, know, you fail, you, you, you get back to the drugs or the drinking, that's okay, it's, it's part of the journey. Failure is part of success, so um, just keep plugging away. And even in those dark times, um, God's working, uh, whether you know it or not. I, I often found myself where I just felt so isolated and alone. But you know, at the time it was horrible. But I think God was working on my character. Um, so even in the dark times, God's with you, um, and just keep reaching out. Um, so now I'm. I'm a butcher by trade, have been since I was 16, and I work at Pack and Save now. Um, and I, it's great because I get a chance to, I don't preach at work, I just sort of talk about my life, and um, I find some of the guys who just are not Christian-minded um, are curious about what I think about certain things, and so I give them my, um, sort of my perspective as a Christian, and um, it's actually surprising how much interest there is in that. So, But I work with a great bunch of guys, um, I love my job, so uh, yeah, and it's it's what I'm wired to do is to you know um, post trauma animal welfare, you could call it. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm also involved with the men's group here at Elam Hamilton. Um, great bunch of guys. Uh, so so how that happened was I first came to the Elam church in Hamilton about two years ago and I went to a service and it was good I really enjoyed it um, And but I'm one of these guys who sort of gaps it after the service pretty quickly so I was just making my way to my car in the car park and this crazy fella chased me down Elliot and uh, introduced himself and sort of asked if I would be interested in catching up with a bunch of the guys um, and I was kind of hesitant but I said, yeah, sure, I'll, you know, I thought about it and I said, yep, so I ended up coming along and honestly, it's the best thing I ever did because now, I, you know, just it's good to be able to have a chat to other guys who are Christians who don't mind being a bit vulnerable, sharing your life and you realise you're not alone. Um, we've all got our challenges. It's, you know, this, this Christian walk isn't um, 
it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not a it's not a breeze. It's it, it has its challenges, and uh, so it's great to be in a men's group where we can we can talk about the issues that we've all got, support one another. Um, it's not about judging or condemnation. It's just about you know, um, yeah, just helping each other out. So, and it's been a huge positive dynamic in my life to be able to to reach out and, and meet with um, a bunch of good, just good guys. You know. Uh, they're not superstars, they're just a bunch of blokes like me, struggling, um, you know, just making our way in the world with, with God on our side. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we're having a, um, a get-together in a couple of weeks, so we'll, um, as a butcher, I'll bring the meat, you know, I'll have the steak, so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, and I think the boys are too, so, I mean, you can't go too far wrong with some good steak sandwiches, can you? So that's us. So, hey, yeah, that's, um, I think that's my story. Um, once again, if you find yourself in addiction or, or are you realising you're struggling with anything, um, please just reach out. And, you know, God's on your side. He really is. Uh, so, yeah, reach out. You'll find someone that's, that'll be there for you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm Johnny. Um, that's my story. God bless. I tell you what, those steaks were amazing. Johnny, you are the man. Thank you so much for blessing the men's group. And uh, if you uh, missed out, don't worry. We've got plenty more like that. Maybe Johnny will bless us again, but that's okay. You know, the key to Johnny's story is that we are better together because the enemy of God wants to isolate you from other people, wants to make you feel like that, you know, nobody will listen to me. Nobody wants to associate with someone like me, especially what I've done. The enemy wants to isolate you and rob you of hope and joy. Or sometimes he works on our pride and like, you know, I don't want to be an embarrassment to my family and I can't tell anyone and what I'm going through. And you'll be surprised at how much your family will support you. You'll be surprised at how much your friends will support you. You won't be the laughing stock, and there's many people who are going through the same thing as you. We are better together. I love what, what Jesus says uh, as he tells the story of the parable of the prodigal son. And we find that story in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 31. And Jesus goes on and he says this, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, Give me the share of the property that is coming to me. Give me my inheritance. Yeah, I know you're not dead, but I want my inheritance now. As if to say, you are dead already. Give me what owes me. And so he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and he took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property and reckless living. He lost it all. He lost his fortune. Lost it all. Have you ever lost everything? Have you ever lost something that was valuable to you? Have you ever lost something that, that you saved up for and it's gone now? You know, have you ever lived recklessly? Are you living recklessly? And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country. And he began to be in need. Verse 15 says this. So he went and he hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. Verse 16. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. He was feeding the pigs, you know, the pig food. And he's looking at this food and, he was, and his stomach was groaning. Have you ever been so hungry that you heard the rumble 
of your stomach and he's looking at this pig food and like even this looks good you know and I love what, what verse 17 says and when he came to himself when he came to his senses when he woke up you know some of you need to wake up to what you're doing you know some of you need to wake up like what what, what is it for you that you need to to stop doing what is it for you that you need to come to your senses? Is it an addiction of some kind? Is it, is it drinking? Is it, is it drugs? Or maybe it's, it's getting into one reckless relationship to another. You know, it's time for you to come to your senses. You know, change begins with me. We can't get help unless we recognize we need help. We need to come to our senses, just like the prodigal son and just like Johnny. We need to wake up and come to our senses. Because change begins with me and so this prodigal son he wakes up and he comes to his senses and and he said how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread but i perish here with hunger i perish here looking at this pig's food verse 18 i will arise and go to my father and i will say to him father i've sinned i've sinned against heaven and before you i'm no longer to be to be worthy to be called your son treat me as one of your hired servants the son, he, he lost his identity. He lost himself. You know, have you, ever, have you ever lost your identity, forgotten who you are? And because of shame, you think shame is stopping you. And he lost his identity. Maybe if I can just come back and be your servant. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion. Which means his father was waiting for him. You can imagine his son is gone and he's there waiting for his son, looking forward for him to come. And I love what it says, and he ran and he embraced and he kissed them. I can imagine seeing someone I miss just running to them. And your heavenly father runs to you right where you are. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And I love this. The father has none of that. He has none of that. But he sees still soon. Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. Put on the ring on his hand and the shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. The father restores his identity. You know God wants to restore who you are. You may have forgotten who you are but God has never forgotten you. You may have given up. Hope in God, but God has never given up hope in you. So what does this mean for us? It means that your past does not define you. It means you do have a future, but you need to decide. You need to decide to be free. You need to wake up. You need to come to your senses, just like the prodigal son and just like Johnny, as he shared in his story. You know, some of you need to have your identity restored. Your past does not define you. Your upbringing doesn't define you. You're not just someone's girlfriend or boyfriend. You, you know, it does not define who you are because change begins with me. And I love what Johnny said. He said this, you don't get right to get to God, but you get to God to get right. You go to Him. You come to your senses. Come as you are and allow your Heavenly Father deal with the rest. Because we're better together. And if you are struggling, come on. You need to find someone to talk to. You'll be surprised. Reach out. Don't do this alone. Don't allow the enemy to 
to make you feel like that you have to do this alone. But we are better together. You don't get right to get to God, but you get to God to get right. Let me pray for you. So Father, I'm praying right now for that person who feels all alone. I'm praying for that person who feels they're not good enough before their family. They're not good enough before you. Father, I pray may you restore who they are. Father, may they see themselves as how you see them. That you see them as your son, as your daughter. If that's you, why don't you repent? Say, sorry, sorry, Lord, for what I've done. I come before you and I repent. Forgive me for my sin. And guess what? Your Father will forgive you. Maybe you're here and, and, and uh, you need to, to make a decision to come back to God. Or maybe you've never known God. But right here, right now, you can have the opportunity to come to know God as your Father. But you need to make a decision. Change begins with me. You need to make a decision in your heart that today I'm making a decision to follow Him for the first time. Or I'm coming back to Him. God loves you and He's for you. And remember, you don't get right to get to God. But you get to God to get right. Praise God. Well, church, thank you so much. This is the beginning of our series. His story, my story. I look forward for next week. God bless and we'll see you all again.